0: Well, 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 well! Welcome, my friends, to this fine little radio program. A. Um, is, is, do you pronounce it programme if you put that fancy E on the end of it? You, you know <laughs> what I'm little, talking about, right? Yeah, the little programme. Is that a programme or now. is it just a programme? <laughs> a programme. Uh, welcome to Smoking and Toasting. It is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Show number 131. Woot, woot, woot. Uh, we are glad to have you guys uh, on with us. We are brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Cleveland. Lear Fork in Fort Worth. I uh, did have a chance to swing by there this week and uh, chat with our boy Jeremiah. And we will be doing shows uh, next month. We'll be doing a show, another show from B and B and we'll also be doing a show from B&B Lemon. I'm very excited.
1: That should be fun. I told him
0: how how excited I am about their one lemon tree that they have The B&B <laughs> the Lemon. lemon tree. Now, they may have more like in it's Better if
1: it's like a lemon tree with just one lemon well, on it. Well, that's
0: what it had when I was there. Now, you got to remember this was the dead of winter and it was the first time I'd been in B&B Lemon. And it was too cold like I didn't want to be outside. It was too cold, <laughs> right? Uh, so I'm sitting inside but I'm looking out the window and I'm like, "Hey, there's a lemon tree and it's got a lemon on it." And it was only one, but it was a nice big lemon. So <clears throat> we'll have to see how that's come along since uh, since I've been there. Because <laughs> if they can grow one lemon in the in the dead of winter, imagine what they can do once it starts warming up a little bit.
1: Well, so. and dead of winter here is not that. This is true. You right. don't really have to worry too no, much about frost. I'm so. totally
0: spoiled. I get it. I'm totally <laughs> spoiled.
1: Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. B and
0: B Butchers and Restaurant is at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. B and B Lemon is right across the street from the uh, Houston location on uh, Washington Ave, and um, you know, bacon, 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 bacon. I mean, I mean, I mean they're known for their steaks. The But uh, Ian and I are just obsessed with the bacon It's it's Um, the best So welcome to the show Our special guest this week We are excited and thrilled to welcome Jake Clements With the Texas Whiskey Fest Jake, welcome to the show Thanks for having us And uh, we'll get into what the Texas Whiskey Fest is And and where and when and how And also you can tell us about the Texas Whiskey Association Am I saying it right? There is the Texas Whiskey Association And Uh I'll do my best to explain that Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is an association I'm for I just okay. I just want to well, and come I'm out and technically not a member. Okay. Of it, okay, but
2: I do work with them in okay. order to help promote the brands of Texas. Oh, oh
0: and which is a, which is a wonderful thing. And we, I, I do want to talk Texas whiskey. And I know you brought some whiskey uh, with you. Are these all Texas
2: whiskeys? They you? are. Awesome. They're all distilled awesome. from grain to glass here in Texas.
0: Uh, that's awesome. And there's grain to glass. Grain to glass. There's so much good stuff going on here in the Lone Star State, well, isn't
2: there? And I tried to bring some unique ones that you may not be able to get here in the Houston area. Oh, yet. fun! And See, so they will be at the festival, but figured I might give you all a sneak peek before you can buy it here in Houston.
0: Well, well, that's good. That's good. It's kind of like going on Chris Hart's show. You can drink all kinds of whiskey that no one can buy anywhere. Yeah,
2: well, you can buy it, just not here in Houston yet. Yeah, so right, they're working on right, it. Right? Yeah,
0: and you'll be able to to sample them at the at the, at fest. the festival. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, shout out to Chris Hart, by the way who nobody cares about. Nobody cares about. At that, least no. so we've been told by our <laughs> reviewers. Uh we kind of like him, but uh, you know, uh, it's uh, no we're actually seeing Chris uh, later today and then lo and behold, guess who our guest is going to be ne- next week on the show?
1: Mm, let me think about that for a second. Yeah, Is it Chris Hart? And Alan, and Alan Denny. Nobody yeah. cares about either of those <laughs> who guys.
0: Nobody cares about. So we will be looking forward to uh that to- well, we would be looking forward to it if we cared about it. But
1: they've them. been on the show before. Does that mean we've being repetitive. We are being repetitive, mm-hmm. yes
0: It's something that we it's something that we do, apparently <laughs> uh, So uh, so, uh, so, what a great week We'll be talking Texas uh, Whiskey Fest uh, We'll be talking about several other things We'll be tasting some, uh, what sounds like Maybe some very interesting Texas whiskey So looking forward to that And then uh, we'll be tasting uh, some beers as well uh, Real Ale uh, Which is located In uh, Blanco, Texas They do some Really fine beers. Their Fireman's Four Amber is, uh, I think, one of the better ambers that uh, that I probably ever had. It's um, pretty darn good. They have just come out with something called Wall Ball. It's a lager It's a it's an IPL, an India Pale Lager. So we'll be tasting that on the show today. Uh, and Stone Brewing. Has gotten into the grapefruit game with their new grapefruit slam, so we'll be tasting that. That's a that grape, grapefruit IPA. So, uh, and then in addition to that, because I'm, I figure Ian, if I'm forcing an India Pale Lager and an IPA on you, <laughs> that I might need <laughs> well, to reward wait, wait, wait. you with something uniquely, you know, in your wheelhouse. So, Rooftop Brew Company's Belgian Quad Ale. You know, I was
1: wishing I had a Belgian style ale. Yeah, earlier. yeah.
0: So that, I'll talk well, this, about that in a minute. This one's a quad. So, all right. So we're looking forward to that, and we have some uh, pretty interesting things to talk about. Uh, a very classic good news. Well, it's a bad news, good news, bad news scenario that I want to uh, you know illustrate for you, uh, which is different from fake news, by the way. There's fake news, and then there's bad news, good news, bad news, and so that's what <laughs> that's what this is. Um, uh, plus. Corpus Christi, Texas, has lost their freaking mind. And I'll tell you about that coming up. And uh, a new political coalition has been formed by uh, a number of U.S. cigar factories. And um, bar owners have revealed their favorite peated whiskeys. And I thought it might be an interesting thing to talk
1: about. And you were so good at teasing all the yeah. all the subjects well, today. Like I know, can't wait to hear my own show. It's, it,
0: well, <laughs> hopefully, someone else will feel the same way, and, and it'll be you, me, and that and that person, and <laughs> and Jake, who's with the Texas Whiskey Fest, who's here. So, uh, so it's been a very interesting week. I'm uh, curious. Well, I'm not really curious because on my way into the show, I stopped at uh, Serious Cigars, uh, uh, which uh, actually it's. Casa de Monte Cristo by Serious Cigars, mm-hmm. which is uh, close by, one of our many favorite cigar shop haunts. And in trying, one of the things that one of my New Year's resolutions was to try to buy more as often as I can from. Retail establishment, yeah. instead of instead of buying on the internet, right? Uh, and it, and it's always tempting to buy on the internet because the prices are good and what. But I really want to support these guys who are building the big humidors that I can walk mm-hmm. through and and do all. Of. So anyway, I stopped by to buy some cigars, and lo and behold, there you were smoking there a cigar I for uh, I assume. The show today that's, so that's what I was doing When I ask you if you've smoked anything interesting lately I'm pretty sure I already know the answer You do You yeah. do
1: I, uh, I I stopped by there And I actually have smoked this cigar a couple of weeks ago It's uh, The first one I had was a couple weeks ago I picked it up It looked fun It's a uh, Southern Draw Cedrus is what it's called
0: Now I see I love Southern Draw I actually got you a Southern Draw I think like yeah, your birthday absolutely. or Christmas
1: or something Enjoyed uh, it It, and, is, it and, is no uh, yeah. more It fulfilled its <laughs> Southern Draw destiny uh, And that's good That's good <laughs> So this was, uh well, I didn't know anything about it. I just picked it up uh, one day on my way home from work, and, and, you know, I've got a long drive back and forth from work, so I smoked a cigar in my car threw the uh, sunroof open and, uh, and right. have a cigar, and I enjoyed it a little So I thought, I need to go ahead and do this one on the show. Right. So I went by this morning, and they had it in stock, so I grabbed one. Um, this is one of the few times I walked into a humidor going, this is what I'm grabbing today. Yeah, because usually you either wander in and kind yeah, of choose around. things at
0: random, or you ask the guys. Right. What am I smoking today, right? Right,
1: but this time I actually knew. So mm-hmm. I did the cursory, is there anything new and awesome. He's like, well, nothing new uh, that you haven't seen yet. So I said, right to it. Um, so I picked one up. Uh, this and is, tell me the name of this one again. It's, it's the Southern, Southern Draw, Draw Cedrus. Cedrus, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. It's a Bellicoso. It's a five and a half by 52. And a good-looking cigar. I'm just looking at the yeah, photo it's, now it's on a, the a, live feed. It's, it's, like, it's, it's real pretty. It's uh, it's awesome. real smooth. The appearance, medium brown, firm, smooth, kind of oily. I liked it. This is a uh, Nicaraguan cigar cigar. Um, with uh, Indonesian uh, Sumatra Basuki wrapper. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it was a good cigar. It, sounds good. it. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> the, with a uh, Nicaraguan binder, uh, the uh, Nicaraguan a binder named, and then the Dominican filler. I think I dated a girl named Basuki <laughs> once, but uh, that was a, long, <laughs> was a long long time, time ago. ago. Right? Yeah. yeah. the uh, the pre-light sniff was earthy, a lot of sawdust kind of uh, going on in kind of a good way, you know, when you when you mm-hmm. when you smell that uh, the fresh cut mm-hmm. wood. Right, right,
0: that very pleasant sort right, of Right, right.
1: Uh, coffee a little bit of toast on the sniff uh the I did a clip on this because it was a torpedo and obviously it's hard to punch a torpedo so uh which is my usual go to but I did a clip uh the draw and it was effortless uh the 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 f- the flavors that I got from the draw were toast a little fruity sweetness and more of that sawdust kind of mm-hmm. thing so I was really really enjoying it right off the bat um the initial light had some white pepper you know that kind of happens in the mm-hmm. middle towards the back of the palate had a little bit of that um uh more of that sawdust which I, re- I was really enjoying that it was kind of the theme today very cedary or oaky kind of sawdust mm-hmm. um a uh, fruit and kind of a fruit or a floralish kind of sweetness to the uh, to it as well lingering in there it was kind of interesting and a lot of toast like mm. this was a very toasty it's very Could opposite toast not like toast like fire but toast like toast a bread like, toast like yeah like a piece of toast mm-hmm. like <laughs> so yeah it was, and it's as it uh, really nice, really intriguing. The first third of this, very toasty, very woody, uh fruity, kind of sweet bomb going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh it lit up so nice, um, slightly peppery on the uh first third. The pepper you know, settled down from the initial light, um, but stayed there. Um and uh and I even wrote down this makes me want a sweet beer like a Belgian triple.
0: Mm, like, how about how about a Belgian quad? Would that we'll, work? We'll for you? we'll
1: go with that. Okay, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go get another one of those cigars, though. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh This nice, solid ash on it, even burn. The second third of this, uh, cedar and oak move up to the front. There was kind of a nuttiness to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, And I couldn't really pin what kind of nut, but it it had a little sweetness to it, so maybe cashew or peanut, maybe. Go
0: with lychee. When you can't think of lychee. go with lychee. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even sure what a lychee. Nut I'm not is. either. That's why I go with that one. And, and they go, "Wow, this guy really knows right. how to pull those uh, flavors
1: out of the cigar." He's so he's he, so new. He got lychee nut, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So, and, and it still had that sweetness to it. Medium strength overall right now. Um, nice big smoke, solid ash. I wish I had that beer. That's what I wrote. Well, Great you burn. may be in luck we
0: may be a little late, but you may be in luck
1: uh, The last third of this, the strength picks up to, uh, to where it's a full-flavored cigar at this point It was oh, nice. medium before it picks up to a full-flavored cigar uh, Be prepared for that But the, uh, the wood and toast really move up front I mean, it's really woody, toasty, uh, and a little bit of earth Pepper and nutty flavors kind of were vying for position in there They were showing up Still had a little sweetness mm-hmm. to it that was really nice The burn- got a little uneven but it corrected itself so I wasn't right. uh, sweating that. I, I smoked it down until it was burning my fingers. Um, enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, the uh, price first quality this is a eleven to twelve dollar cigar. Okay. So it's pretty expensive. I gave it a five point five. This is the second oh, one I've nice. had. Okay I enjoyed the first one so much that I went back, got a second one. Did you like the second review. one as much as the first I did. Okay. I did that's good. That's a good sign. Right? I did very much. So I'm I'm thinking that's a very consistent, especially since we talked about that Avo thirtieth that uh, that um, that we had such polarizing. We opinions had three on.
0: really different results to three different <laughs> sticks, 30, didn't we? Yeah,
1: that came probably out of the same box. That right. was so bizarre. So What's anyway, interesting yeah. is
0: that your results were really good, and mine were horrible and then mediocre. So I don't right, know what right. that says about us, but <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> maybe maybe it's just the way I smoke. Maybe I'm better at smoking you, cigars. You probably are better at you smoking think that cigars. That could be it. Like I practice. Yeah. I think you actually practice more than I do, though. I don't so. know. <laughs> How about yourself? What did you smoke? Uh, well,
0: I, I want to first say that I wanted to get back on a good foot this week because, um, like, as you know, like the last foot of a cigar, the last yeah, well, the last couple of weeks I've had cigars that have been pretty disappointing. Both the the two different weeks that I did the uh, uh, the Avo thirties, and then you re- may remember the um, the Gurka that I had a couple of weeks ago that I was reviewing for the show that essentially exploded on me. Right, so I was. Thinking alright if I'm going to go in a good direction What should I pick to try to review So I pulled out of my humidor one I had bought um, That was the My Father La Grande Oferta, And this I believe Is a newer blend from My Father I have one it was, of those in my humidor too It, it was one I didn't remember uh, seeing before When I bought it so I didn't do the research to see how new it was, but I think it's one of the newer blends mm-hmm. uh, from my father. So, uh, so I was excited. I thought we're going to get back on the good foot with this. This is going to be uh, this is going to be good. I pulled it out of the cellophane, and immediately, of course, I'm I'm now kind of paranoid about my review cigars because oh. I've had some that haven't been as good. Right? Um, immediately, I was a little worried because it wasn't quite as pretty. As I was sort of expecting or hoping for right? right It was just a little more rustic Nothing bad about it You know uh, It just it just was I was like Oh no I, just, I hope we're not going down that road again Right Because sometimes when the cigars aren't as smooth Sometimes they smoke fine But other times that's where you Right Begin to experience the construction issues and stuff So uh, Ecuador and Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and fillers. You always expect Nicaraguan tobacco in the uh, my father's, right? The mm-hmm. uh, so pre-light actually was very good. It was very woody, uh, kind of earthy and rich. Maybe a little bit of that sawdust that you mm-hmm. were talking about in yours. Um, so I used a V cut. I lit it up, and the initial draw was a bit tight. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh no, no. A uh, little bit of a crooked burn. It. I was like, come on, like. Really? Like now, I'm gonna have to like uh, go on and say. Well, hold on, say. Not on a second. only is the legendary brand Avo giving me a cigar that wasn't <laughs> very good, now I'm gonna go have to go bag on my father. I've always loved my father's cigars, right? I'll so, so l-
1: let me ask you this question though: How many cigars do you smoke in between the cigars that you uh, uh, review for the show? Well, several. Did you have any problems with those? No. So maybe it's just when you choose a cigar. Well, yes. <laughs> I know. I I had uh, actually Case of bad luck. This earlier is-
0: earlier the same day, I had smoked a Monte Cristo by A.J. Fernandez. huh. smoked perfectly, burned like a razor all the way through. Great flip like no construction issues, no draw issues. I light up the my father, and I'm like, okay, this draws a little tight. What's going on, right? Um, but the burn kind of sorted itself out. Eventually, it never got to a super straight burn, mm-hmm. but it was w- certainly acceptable right, by the right. time. So, so that was the good news. It did, but the first, I think you can see in uh, maybe one of the pictures has probably already been up. You could see at first it looked like it was really gonna maybe start to canoe on me, right. uh, but it didn't. That's the that's the good news. The second bit of good news is. The draw got a little bit easier as it went Good So I was able to start enjoying it Still a tiny bit tougher than I prefer But good enough to be able to enjoy the flavors And really get a sense of what was going on uh, It started out, speaking of flavors As a bit of a, bit of a pepper bomb As mm-hmm. a lot of Nicaraguans do uh, In this case a really sharp Sort of black peppery notes mm-hmm. on the tongue Almost the ones that make your tongue tingle A little right, bit Right, um, uh, Then once it settled down I got some earth, I got chocolate I got a little bit of Sweetness on the palate, almost like maybe a dried fruit. I don't know. I'm I'm not as good at at picking. You know, because I read reviews all the time when they go uh, like dried dates from the uh, uh, from the uh, Mediterranean region. Of uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't figure that out. But it was like maybe some dried fruit. It was it was very very pleasant. I was worried at first. But it did turn into a very enjoyable cigar, uh, okay. as I, as you would hope my father would do, right? Um, nice and complex. It was really great to smoke. Yes, a tiny bit tighter than I like in terms of the draw, but not... Enough to make it to where I didn't enjoy The cigar. Now you didn't
1: bother trying uh, With a poke on the end of the I,
0: I didn't. I wanted to see, because of the Trouble that I'd had, I wanted to see If I wasn't reviewing it, I might have tried that Gotcha. Uh, but I thought, you know Let's see if it sorts itself out And it did get better. So it was a little tighter, but it was right. enough Yeah, it, but, it, but it was enough. I massaged It a little bit, you know And uh, and uh, he's a weird guy, he massages His cigars. <laughs> uh, but anyway It's an 8 to $9 stick I enjoyed the flavor of it enough uh, that even despite the slightly tight draw, I'll give it a
1: five in price to quality. I mean, it really was a delicious, well,
0: wonderfully complex
1: cigar. My father cigars, in my uh, in my opinion, I mean, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, it's hard I, to well, go wrong with them. I don't. Really I've, to I don't think I've out.
0: ever had one that right. I haven't loved. You know, so and I've you know, I've smoked hundreds of them or anything, but I've uh, you know I've
1: smoked a few. Yeah, and that Maduro that they put out is just such uh, a chocolate
0: bomb. Well, the uh, the La Gran O I would just recommend like take a quick look at it, choose the smoothest looking one in the box, and uh, and maybe that'll uh, that'll be it. But but even uh, if it had been an eleven dollar cigar, I might have gone okay. I don't want to spend eleven dollars right. and have the draw be less than perfect. Uh, but at eight to nine dollars, I was like, you know what? I enjoyed this as much as I enjoy most of the eight dollar cigars mm-hmm. that I smoke so uh, so there you go uh, it's 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 a five and a five uh, and I, I don't know uh, how much uh, time that you have uh, spent uh, Jake listening to the show but uh, a five means on our price to quality scale means you got what you paid for right so if it's a zero or a one or two three four you got less than you paid for if it's a five and a half like Ian's was is like you know what you got Felt like good you got value. even a little more than you paid for on that. That was so a great a cigar. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, I tell you what, let's do. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Texas whiskey. Uh, sample the first. I know you've already you've already poured some here. Uh, what are we going to be sampling first?
2: Uh, first, we're going to sample uh, Lone Elm whiskey, Lone which is out of Elm. 40, I love uh, the label. Forney, Texas. It's a wheat whiskey. I love that Ian is already
0: doing research for the research, next segment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you got uh, to. Uh, yeah. But so. it's a
2: it's a ninety proof wheat whiskey. So it's ninety percent wheat and ten percent barley, which awesome. is a little bit unique on the market right now. Oh, that
0: that does sound unique. All right, we'll come back. We'll sample that. We'll talk some more whiskey. We'll talk the uh, Texas Whiskey Fest, and uh, we'll taste that uh, real ale. Uh, Wallball India Pale Lager, and uh, our good friend Brian has already corrected me on the show notes, so I'll uh, I'll tend to that in a moment. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Uh, you are listening to Smoking and Toasting.
1: Well, so
2: uh, they're on like girls, real, real spirits. Wow, and, so, and they're going to be. So what's our year?
0: Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Show number one hundred and thirty-one. We are uh, brought to you by B B Butchers and Restaurant, eighteen fourteen Washington Ave in Houston, in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, and by B and B Lemon, where we will be uh, broadcasting live in a couple of weeks. And I think on that show we're going to talk a lot of cocktails because uh, we don't we don't do cocktails on the show. Often enough, I think, and people are really—it's it's cocktail
1: time. I mean, people really. We're gonna cocktails. we're gonna Uber to that show. You, you bet we are. <laughs> you, you know, because no Hard one makes a cocktail taster. Yeah, you always get a cocktail. That's right, <laughs> and
0: and then it's like either your own like discipline or Uber. And I find that Uber's Uber. much more enjoyable than discipline. That's just, <laughs> that's I have just lousy me. discipline. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's just me. Our uh, guests on the show this week. Oh, by the way, I want to uh, say thanks to uh, Joseph Breda from Old Humble Distilling, who was on the show last week. Joseph uh, brought in some wonderful uh, whiskeys and. Um, well, they will be at the Texas Whiskey Festival they as well were just, I'm, I'm so glad because I just think those guys are doing such great work And I did, you know, I, w- I was able to take a little bit of one of those uh, bottles home And enjoyed more mm. of it throughout the week And I tell you, man, the, the wonderful cinnamon nature that that stuff had Was just so wonderful in pairing with cigars It was wonderful so, uh, anyway, uh, glad they're going to be there That's, that's so awesome uh, Anyway, thanks to Joseph Our guest this week is Jake Clements Who's with the Texas Whiskey Festival And Jake, just before we start a little tasting here Tell me, Texas Whiskey Festival, where did this come from? And I know it's, I know it's taking place in Bee Cave, right? So it's, uh, right outside in, of in, Austin In the Austin area, right? On April
2: 19th April 19th So, uh, this will be our second year um, We did it last year at the Bob Bullock History Museum uh with a sleep at the wheel playing it was a lot of fun (laughs) yeah those guys are so much
0: fun (laughs) they are can't go
2: wrong there um and it was born out of an idea of sitting around having a drink with a guy saying can we do a festival that's all texas whiskey and i went i don't know let's find out let's try it and (laughs) about a year later to the day we held the first one and so uh, a lot of um, progress was made there and a lot of support making that happen but Uh, The distillers have been nothing but great in supporting this and really now that the association is formed, um, really trying to promote what is Texas whiskey and what is grain to glass and that type of thing in Texas. But so we're doing it April 19th, um, a place called Star Hill Ranch. Mm -hmm. It's an old West town that they actually used as a movie set. In AMC's TV show uh, drama, The Sun, that's star- Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan yeah. yeah, okay. So the town, the old, the town in that series is where we're actually doing this festival. Okay, it's a little hard to buy
0: Pierce Brosnan as an old West guy. Right? It worked, I-, though. I-, I will admit that, but the show works uh, actually yeah. uh, pretty well, and the 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 setting is wonderful. Yeah, so. it's going
2: to be uh, beautiful. So you, um, we've got food. Obviously, we have twenty two distillers participating at this nice. point. Um, and then, obviously, they'll have a slew of products within each distillery. Uh, and then we have Jomo and the Possum Posse playing. And if you've never heard them, YouTube Guy on a Buffalo. Or you can go to our Facebook page. Guy they just, on a Buffalo. Well, they just did a song for us. <laughs> they awesome. came and visited. Um, but they have songs called, like, Liquor Me Up and uh-huh. things like that. Okay. Just a lot of fun. That works. Uh, And then Radney Foster's headlining.
0: Radney Foster's great. Yeah. So that'll um, be a great show.
2: Great singer-songwriter. Um, we actually, y'all would love, we have a partnership with uh, Villager Cigars. Oh, nice. And so, they, they
0: uh, had several cigars on some of those year in mm-hmm. best of lists this year. Yeah, they that. did.
2: Yeah. And so, because we're bringing in Havana Cowboy, which is a mobile cigar lounge, mm-hmm. so a 71 Airstream. Uh, nice. And then, yeah, so it's great. It's retrofitted all kinds of leather couches, TVs, bar. Um, but then Villager cigars coming in, and so the VIP ticket holders all get a complimentary cigar. Nice, a Villager cigar, and so yeah, there'll be a place to get whiskey, smoke a cigar, listen to music. It should just be a great evening. That sounds. But, but, uh, we'll definitely do this at yeah.
0: the end of the show. But go ahead and give uh, the information now of where people can go. Uh, to purchase tickets and get more information yeah. on this.
2: Um, our website is TXWhiskeyFest.com. TXWhiskeyFest, all one word. Yes, sir. Dot com. Com. Okay. Perfect. Or you can just so, Google Texas Whiskey Festival and it comes up at right, this point. Right. Right. So, and
0: you said 22 Texas distilleries.
2: Uh-huh. Wow. Including Lone Elm um, thats that we're about to taste and then Old Humble that you had last week. What do you mean and by About to. Oh uh, well, okay. Sorry, I've already been tasting it. He hasn't tried it <laughs> Some yet. Some of us have been doing the
0: show, Ian. <laughs> well, that's doing the show too, right?
2: Well, you're right, Ian's
0: Ian's uh, the research director uh, for yeah, the show, so, uh, <laughs> I'm doing so research. that's uh, that's really important. So, uh,
2: so Lone Elm. I'm not familiar with these guys. What do you know about them? So they are, they've been in. Uh, so what we're tasting here is about a four year old um, whiskey. They've been in production. They just haven't ma- really been widely distributed at mm-hmm. all. So they're really focusing on that now. But they're made grain to glass in Forney, Texas, utilizing Texas wheat, mm. and so it's aged in new oak barrels. Um, and so you're going to get some of that char, but the wheat is a is a general um, purpose it mellows this out a little bit of a
1: whiskey. Unique. It is. It's it's. This a little is, different. I'm just this curious as to what your I like what it. you'd expect, like my first sip of this and it smells obviously smells whiskey like but it smells it has a um, it has a, a
2: little kind of a brightness to the smell that you you think that's some, the wheat? Is, it, is what the that's wheat, coming from? You're going to get some of that grain, which is going to be the wheat, and I, I, I believe, and what I get is a li- some citrus, some fruit yeah, notes in there, which is where that's going to lighten it up a little bit.
1: That also has uh, the very minerally kind of overall taste, but it's unique. Mm-hmm. It's, this is not a really warm, round-flavored whiskey. This is a much more um, pinpointed flavor, If you if you ask me. It's very good. Uh, but it's it's very unique compared to the other whiskeys that I've generally
2: tried. Absolutely, and I mean you're talking about cocktails earlier. This it lends itself really good to citrus type cocktails. So cocktails that are going to utilize a sense. citrus yes. flavor, um, it'll pair really well with that. Nice. I, I would
0: think it would pair well with a cigar as well. Maybe something, you know, lighter or medium body. I was so going to say did, so it
2: didn't like overwhelm it too much. But uh, from my experience in trying this at the house, just on and off, it's you can quickly get. Too bold of a cigar that'll mm-hmm. overpower it, mm-hmm. so it's got to stay on that light to medium side.
0: Not, not for the diesel that you have in your. Not so much.
2: Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it would not hold up to that. I did. Are you talking about the bourbon barrel aged? Yeah, uh, no, diesel? I
0: I, no, I was talking about yeah. Well, any of the diesels really, because they're all like, <laughs> they're all like pretty. You know, the diesels are like where they go. We'll set subtlety aside for now and just yeah. go for power. You know, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. Th- but that's not the right kind of cigar for this. You want something. You know, more Yeah, subtle, No no
1: man of war. You'd probably want something <coughs> more like the uh Fuente uh like the Hemingway, the Hemingway series. Or, or the uh yeah. like um Or let me just put Monte in a, Cristo let or me just a,
2: put in a good word for him here. The Ava, like one of the classic the Avo, Avos yeah, would work absolutely. well with this yeah. And Villager has a couple of light body cigars that will pair with it as mm-hmm. well. Oh, I bet. Well this is really nice. Tell me where these guys are again. So it's D F W area. Forney, yeah. Texas is the name of uh, is the town that they're actually located in, but uh, just right outside of the Metroplex. Um, small little distillery, but they're producing some really good stuff. And now what we're tasting is the small batch, which is 90 proof. Mm-hmm. They also have it released at a single barrel, which the one I have at the house is 116 proof. Mm. And it, all it, what it really does is that higher proof, it really intensifies all the flavors that you're getting in it. Right. right. So you get a lot more complexity in the nose and in the overall taste of it. Well, I mean, you do pick up a little bit more of that alcohol, but it's it's extremely well-rounded and balanced. Well,
0: this is, that. I was going to say, wonderfully balanced and very smooth. Now,
1: let me ask you this, because I, I just had a cigar about an hour ago, um, and it was a very woody cigar that had a little bit of dryness to it, and I'm getting a lot of dryness on the finish of this, and I'm wondering if that's an influence from what I smoked or if that's actually happening.
2: Um, it's going to be a combination. So there, it is a little bit of dry. Um, I'm getting a little bit of dryness in there, and... But it may be um, exponentiated by your cigar, right? Right. This is because the dryness is very quick on this, and it's mm-hmm. this is
1: I like this. This is
2: good. It, it doesn't last long, so no. if, if you're getting a long one, then it's maybe more from the cigar than it is the whiskey. But no, it's, it's not.
1: Certainly not in any kind of bad way either. Right. This is this is nice. I, no, I've been
2: really impressed with them, and this. Like I said, whenever I first heard it was a wheat whiskey, I saw it on the shelf and. Um, I got the first bottle for twenty five bucks, and that's what got me. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Wow! And now I think it's retails thirty five, which is still if you're talking about a value wow. rating,
0: you're still talking about a great whiskey yeah. at that yeah. price, though. It's absolutely, it really is. I mean, you're in the you know you're in the Buffalo Trace price range there, you and know? if you're so. talking
2: about doing that five to It'd definitely probably be a six or seven If you're talking about that, Mm -hmm. you get your value for it Sure, absolutely, I agree Gotta love that sound Uh, Ian has opened our first
0: beer to sample here today This is from Real Ale Brewing They're from Blanco, Texas And uh, I I want to point out that Brian Who is the the real research director for the show, uh, Wiki Brian, as we like to call him, um, uh, he corrected me earlier because I mentioned the Fireman's Four as being a. a I think I, I think I said it was a, an amber, and it's a blonde. Either that, or I have that backwards. I'll have to go now look at the uh,
1: you know at the correction. A strange thing happened. You handed me a beer, and it smells very hoppy. Yeah,
0: uh, I know. Imagine that so Fireman's Four. Fireman's Four is a blonde. Uh, pin setter is the amber. So. Uh, but this is uh, but this is the new pale lager I believe this is a seasonal uh, it is supposed to be very hoppy uh, but it's a lager rather than an ale so I, I I'm curious especially now with the kind of mellowness of that whiskey I'm curious how this will hold oh. up uh, hold up against it being more hoppy so
1: it's a very colorful can I'm not used to seeing like bright colors from them I uh, usually they're no. you're right muted. they're usually
0: a little more muted and, and darker colors yeah it's called uh, wall
1: ball I love this character on there Hold yeah
0: on. you mentioned in the um, uh, in the break
2: that the the guys from real ale are gonna be starting to distill as well they are yeah so they've been distilling for a little bit um, so they real spirits distilling um, who is gonna be at the festival as well but so they are distilling both single malts and a gin. Nice. Uh, and the both of them are extremely phenomenal. The gin, I'm not a big gin person, um, but whenever I was there, and Davin, the head distiller, he's like, you've got to try this. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, just try it. I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> so you don't turn down the distiller whenever he's handing you a glass, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and so, of course. Um, but it was extremely um, uh, well round. I mean, it was just full of flavor, all the botanicals that you get in the gins. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, they do a standard single malt, and then they have a they do special release single malts as well. So uh, it, I mean, and you can find them there, right there in the tasting room as well. And they're they just now started distributing, so you'll now be able to start getting them. I think in San Antonio first, and then they're going to expanding as they do sort here. of major
0: uh, city. Yeah. Right,
2: um, Ian, I'm really curious
0: as to what you think. I don't. I know this is probably not. Right in your wheelhouse,
1: not really, but, but it's a really it's a really
0: unique sort of a is flavor, though.
1: Crisp and refreshing, and mm-hmm. it is um, crisp,
0: refreshing, and really hoppy at the same time, and
1: really hoppy. Uh, but the ho- it's not a linger dank kind of hop Mm-mm. either. It's a bright floral hop that that washes through the palate pretty quickly. But what I'm really impressed with is. Just oh. how well this goes with the whiskey?
2: I was gonna say, like, I was worried they're, they're actually, a little they would bit magic well, Yeah, with the citrus I get from this, it right. goes really well with it. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's the whiskey taking away some of that Hoppiness or if it's just the beer really, the hops really do go away that quickly. But you're right; these yeah, marry they're, they're up very a little very bit nuts. of magic like, going on yeah. there. Actually, I don't know
0: that I would have expected that. I would have well, thought I would have thought the hops would fight with the so smoothness of the whiskey. Right?
1: Hoppy beers generally will go with a rye whiskey.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: okay, mm-hmm. like that's that's a known right. factor that works. Well, maybe because time. you've got but a very weeded yeah, whiskey. Yeah, the I, weeded. Yeah, maybe maybe no, the flavor reason. profiles just work well. Yeah, and you said you said mm-hmm. that this goes this. Uh, whiskey goes well with citrusy drinks It's a very citrusy IPA um, Or IPL IPO IPL because it's a lager oh, IPL sorry IPL yes. So maybe that's it uh, yeah, I like it it's crisp It's refreshing I could drink this I think Especially that, with whiskey
0: I think that it is that. more refreshing Than most IPAs In other words it's It's something you could uh, you know You could imagine yourself drinking on a Warm summer day uh, You know Then uh, More so than Most IPAs Which are the, Kind of a different vibe The more right?
1: sips I take of this The more I actually enjoy it too. Yeah Well like so, it's one of those That kind of like The initial thing Was a little weird and then I had a couple More sips I liked And then with the whiskey It's real good But the more I drink this The more I like it too
2: Well the fact that It's a lager versus an L I mean as somebody mm-hmm. That drinks an IPA is regularly I mean What is the, I mean, between an ale and a lager, what's the major difference in a beer? Well,
0: the difference is where they're fermented, whether it's bottom fermented or top fermented, as what makes it an ale or a lager. To the taste, though, um, lagers are generally seen as a little crisper, more drinkable, uh, more, um, uh, what would you say, Uh, something you you could drink more of and, and more sessionable. Yeah. And, and, uh, Whereas the IPAs it's more about the sort of the flavor on the palate and the It's a bigger the, the hops. But of course when you go this hoppy with the lager, you're kind of straddling that, that
1: fence. In in sort of the If most- you told me IPA, I would have no problems thinking this. I would just think right. it's it's a very quick finish on an IPA. But see
0: I think it has a different mouthfeel than an IPA. It's does. a little light It's, lighter, lighter. it's yeah. a little lighter. Um, you know, Miller Light is a lager. Um but see Samuel Adams um, their basic uh, beer, Boston mm-hmm. Boston Lager, that's a lager as well. So they just, to me, they drink a little differently. Uh, this is going to sound really stupid, but the way in my head I sort of see them is I feel lagers at, on the top edge of my throat when I swallow them, and I feel ales on the bottom edge of my throat. I have no idea if that's real or not, or if that's something <laughs> you know, that my brain makes up. Uh, but but, uh, but I, I enjoy both of them, although I would say I drink a lot more ales than I do lagers. But yeah, this is good. Here. Very refreshing. I like it. And you know, the the guys at at uh, at Real Ale have. I mean, interesting that Real Ale is making a lager, but it, they've they've done some real quality. They're devils Backbone. Really, oh my God, Their
1: Wee Heavy is one of my. Yeah. I love that. And, it's called Real Heavy, but it's a Wee Heavy.
0: Uh, and let's just talk Fireman's Four. I mean, that's Fireman's a delicious beer.
1: It's outstanding, yes. and
0: it's one of those that you can sometimes find at that restaurant that doesn't have. Too many great beers on their menu, but then you go, oh, Fireman's Four. I'll take one of those. You know, uh, uh, so so that's good. And I do like the way it pairs uh, with it with this whiskey. This is very nice. Um, the uh, let me tell you about this real quick, and then we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I, I have bad news, good news, bad news for you. Uh, but thirty six boutique handmade cigar manufacturers from sixteen states have teamed up with Trey Boring and the boys at Cigar Rights of America to form the Coalition of American Cigar Rollers. I want, I want a shirt that says Coalition of American Cigar Rollers. Wouldn't that be a great shirt to have? C-O-A-C-S? Yeah, yeah it'd be awesome. Uh, anyway, it's a new organization that plans to advocate against regulations that can threaten their uh, businesses. Uh, the formation of the new coalition was inspired by an article uh, on the Cigar Aficionado website called 50 Factories in the U.S. That Still Make Cigars. And so, from there, these guys have kind of banded together, adding their voices and their weight That's to the great idea. Don't unfairly regulate us. Voices that are uh, going on out there. Speaking of unfair, Corpus Christi has lost its mind. I will tell you about that, Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, plus, I'm so curious. Yeah, it's it's a really uh, it's a really bummer of a story, to be honest with you. Uh, so we'll cover that, and we'll cover, of course. Bad news, good news, bad news. Do a little more whiskey, and uh, maybe even try an IPA this time. Uh, when we return, it's smoking and toasting.
1: Brian <laughs> says, "Devil's Backbone."
0: welcome back to smoking and toasting we are so glad that you are on the program with us uh, just a couple of quick notes from uh, from watching the uh, the show notes and the people uh, commenting thanks to um, uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, Brian for uh, helping to straighten us out on that and for for um, uh, for commenting on uh, Ian mentioning Devil's Backbone, he says Devil's Backbone, mm, and I will I will agree. You don't have to go to Wikipedia to get that one. That's that's just a straightaway uh, straightaway good comment. Also, uh, welcome to Chris uh, Hart, who is uh, on the comments and who's watching, but of course, no one cares about no him. Cares. So, um, so let me just. Let me just tell you about good news, bad news, good news Or no I'm excited about this Bad news, good news, bad, bad news Bad news, good news, bad news Let me news. make sure that I get this right So the bad news, uh, if you've been following any of the news on television About the, the flooding uh, in uh, Nebraska in particular A lot of flooding up throughout the Midwest But the flooding in Nebraska has really really has been a very sad situation And mm-hmm. a number of people displaced from their homes That's the bad news now the good news. Two men in Nebraska stumbled upon what they thought to be a gift from the heavens that went floating by them in the recent flooding in Nebraska and the Midwest. Galen Stofer and Kyle Simpson were surveying the uh, damage to Kyle Simpson's property on Sunday when they spotted a mini-fridge floating by in the water. <laughs> a mini fridge? Yes, yes. A mini fridge. So, here's the good news. The mini fridge was full of beer. Uh that sounds like good comes news. floating by. So, this is the silver lining that you're hoping for, maybe in uh, it almost right. seems like a like a beer like a Super Bowl commercial, right? You know. <laughs> like like the guy sitting on the desert island but the mini fridge comes floating in and it's and it's full of beer. Uh And then he doesn't want to leave the island when someone right. comes to rescue him. I could write these things there like, <laughs> yeah, right. um so good news- uh bad news the the floods good news the beers the beers bad news it was all bud light and bush
1: wah, wah, wah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the guy's minded um you know clearly they've been paying attention to the uh, uh, wait, to wait! The ingredients labels, Hold on a and, uh, and so they know what it's to- Bud Light
1: and Bush, Bud Light because and sometimes Bush. you want to change up the flavor, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe they just ran out of money partway through stock in the fridge and went with Bush because it was cheaper <laughs> okay. uh, for the rest. I, I don't know. Well, but, we're out uh, of
1: money for the good stuff. So <laughs> yeah, now I'm not sure I, which direction I, that I one goes. I will tell you,
0: when I, was, uh, when I was in my late 20s, I actually lived in St. Louis for a couple of years. Uh, so you know that's where the Anheuser-Busch Brewery is. And I will tell you that people there willingly choose Bush beer as they're, they'll go into a bar with plenty of options, including Bud and Bud Light, and Bush is what they'll order. And it's not, you know, I mean, in the bar, it's not necessarily cheaper. I mean, you might be able to buy a 12 pack cheaper at the grocery store. But in the bar, it's, you know, it's going to be whatever they charge for a draft, you know, beer, no matter which one it is. I don't fully understand this, but there's a lot of things I don't understand. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, the two men did not uh mentioned to reporters whether they spent time studying the ingredients label but we have it on good authority that there is still no mention on the Bud Light ingredients label of the weed killer which exists in the beer or yeast or yeast which is yeah the other thing they seem to have left out
1: so is it possible is it possible to ferment it- beer without yeast <laughs> There's, there has to be yeast, otherwise you right. get no fermentation Right,
0: or is there a way You've done homebrewing I don't know, but is there a way to take it style, out There's a style
1: There's a style of beer called a lambic Where you use wild yeast Right, just Let it gather the yeast it gathers And aren't a lot of but the uh, That's still yeast And
0: aren't a lot of the uh, wild beers and wild sours And the farmhouse ales Don't they use like Really specific kinds of yeah. things to ferment. But it's still yeast, isn't it? It's still yeast. At least as far as I know. Brian but, can help us out on this. But
1: if you only have room because you spent so much money on your campaign and your research, if you only have room right. for four words.
0: Right. On your water, malt, barley, hops.
1: Yes. No mention
0: of yeast and that's no actually mention when you put it that killer. way, it's
1: just grape nut cereal.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome though, <laughs> if some sort of law required them to say weed killer? That would be amazing. Would, like, because instead of the chemical name, just yeah, yeah. right, off. right, beginning right. If the, instead of going by the chemical name to actually mention weed killer, I know there's not enough of it that they would have to. I realize this. I just like
1: pointing out. <laughs> Brian said, "I like pointing out the weed killer in the beer." Brian said, "Cruz just gave InBev their new Super Bowl commercial." Yeah, <laughs> good news though. The end of Dilly Dilly. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. That, so, so see, I've done my part for society. Now, I think uh, so. Uh, what are we What are we tasting here? Uh, or or I, sh- I should clarify What is Ian tasting here? This is in the, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tasting in, caramely goodness. In the next so whiskey. we yes. have
2: moved on to a new whiskey called Tawakaro. Tawakaro. Mm. It is out of Grapevine, Texas. It is a four grain bourbon. Wow, Ian, you're right about caramel. It is, it is caramel. It's one of and the most,
0: cinnamon bomb. One of the most caramely whiskeys I think I've ever tasted. Uh-huh. So, is
1: caramely a word? Caramely, it is now. It is now. It is now. Yeah. we're def- <laughs> it, we're using it. Caramely. Uh,
2: so no, like they um, corn, wheat, rye, and barley. I don't know the exact ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. I got general generalizations, but nothing real concrete from them. Whenever right. I was there talking with them, but this is aged thirteen months. This is, this is in a wonderful. new charred oak barrel. Um, right now, I know that they are distributed in the DFW area. They're working really hard to get into um, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio, um, but uh, they're doing it all right there in-house in house uh, in Grapevine. Uh, good people, and I, the name was it took them. Took him about five minutes from, to teach me how to say, say the name because so I'm you mean sitting ta- here. Tawakaro is that Tawakaro? Yeah. Tawakaro. Okay. So I'm like sitting here reading. I'm like ta- ta- Tawa, <laughs> and they're like Tawakaro. I'm like, okay, great, got it. Um, but they have a really interesting story behind the name. The Grapevine River that's run mm-hmm. there it used to be called the Tawakaro River. Okay, and it's where um, during the Republic of Texas and they had their Indian Wars, where they signed the treaty and it also loosely translated from the indian language it means bend in the river oh, wow. interesting it, they had just have a they really tried to do a big tie in into the area which is how it got its name wow um, but well, that
1: is that is one thing about texas centric things is is if you're from texas you tend to be very texas centric well yeah i mean I, I've, I've
0: lived all over and i love that about it i've lived all over the united states trust me there i mean massachusetts for example has a lot going for it but nobody walks around with Massachusetts Pride t-shirts. You know, it's not It's not like people don't have that same sense of the state uh, that they live in, in in other states. Even though, again, there's a lot of great things happening in a lot of states. But nobody – Texas takes oh, itself yeah. way more seriously as an entity than any other state. You know, you, you don't see people forming, you know – Wyoming support groups and stuff, you know, it, it's it, it's not the same. There's no it Wyoming is. whiskey fest,
2: you know. It is. It, I mean, it's unique. Texas has its own pride that is you can't mm-hmm. argue with. Um, the other thing about this, so this is batch number one. This is their first release that they it's, put out into market. Well, wow, it's and it, and it is 96 proof. It's delicious. So it's very approachable for a 96 proof. What's um, What's urban.
1: funny about that is uh, I, after my first couple sips, I just took a sip and let it sit in mm-hmm. my mouth and. Sit on your tongue. Even swished it around a little bit, and this is so good. It really is. I'm like, and the I'm, heat is. It has heat, but it's, but it's not a, a, a kind of push you away heat. It's more of a warm whiskey hug. So I want to mention that all the all of the whiskeys we're trying whiskey today.
0: Hug. I know. I heard you. And I, I like, like it. it. I mean, I I'm going to steal that whiskey <laughs> yeah. hug. Whiskey hug is good.
2: So yeah, um, all of the ones we're tasting will be at the will be at the, at the festival on April 19th, and then obviously some that we you know haven't mentioned. Sure, of course. Well, we mentioned real spirits, Yellow Rose, which is right down the road mm-hmm, from here. Mm-hmm. Um, will be there, uh, and they're actually do, taking over. One can hope. Well, no, they are. They're actually taking over the saloon on there, and well, we're turning that into a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. That'll all be cocktails made with Yellow Rose whiskeys. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Garrison's brother will be there. Ben Milam, um, love the Garrison brothers. Balconies, so awesome. which we're going to taste some of the balconies yep. there. Um, Treaty mm-hmm. Oak, which if you had not had their Ghost mm-hmm. Hill bourbon, nice. We did bourbon, nice. Um, I, like I said, Iron Root out of Denison. If y'all mm-hmm. haven't had Iron some Root's of their great. stuff, oh yes. yeah, they're great. We had um, Iron
1: Root on one of our early shows, very early shows. Yeah, yeah yes. did you have
2: Jonathan and Robert. I don't remember actually. I think that's right. Yes, that sounds right. I think that that would be the two brothers. Uh, Ranger Creek out of San Antonio, which you'd mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. off show that you love their bourbon. Um, Huge fan of it too. And so we have just a whole list of it. Um, We also raise money for a veterans nonprofit called Impact a Hero, which is actually based here in Houston. Wow. But we do a raffle, so every distiller that participates donates at least one bottle. Most of them donate swag and some other things. We package that all together as one prize, and somebody walks away with the entire thing. Oh, Um, wow! All of it, wow! So somebody's going to walk home with you know at this point twenty-two bottles of whiskey at least, (laughs) and and some swag. For for those of you who don't realize how many bottles
1: of whiskey that is, that's a wheelbarrow full. Yes, it is. It (laughs) takes yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So if he wins it, yes, party
2: at his house. It's on him. Um, But. Yeah, so I mean, but all these will be here. Um, but it, guys, Tawakaro, if I mean, if y'all ha, if Tawakaro. you can find it, pick it up. I think it's if you're if you're like bourbon, it's going to be worth trying. And if you don't like bourbon, I think it's one that might be a good entry point into it for yeah, you, even though it's even though it's a, a ninety six proof. I'm
1: very impressed. Very impressed. I'd be interested to see what this does. Like as good as it is here, I'd be interested to see what it does with just one little cube of ice in there. See mm-hmm. what the fla- where the flavors go because it's such a nice. Warm cinnamon and caramel bomb like this, and and I'm willing to bet when it opens up, you'll end up getting even more complexity out of it. This
0: this is definitely the flavor I love most in uh, in a bourbon. It's mm-hmm. just that the richness of the caramel and yeah. the and the cinnamon
1: really wonderful. It tastes tastes like the middle of a Rollo yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, and I think what I find interesting about it is because of the four grains, you get some of that, you're talking about that initial kick of the spice from yeah, the rye yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that you would in a rye whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, rye bourbon. But then because of the wheat, it mellows out some of that spice, and you get that whiskey hug that you're talking yeah, about yeah. that really gives you that sweetness in it. And so, I you know, ever since I've had it, I've been a big fan of them. And so um, out of Grapevine, Texas, Tawakero. Jake, uh,
0: Jake Clements is our guest. He is with the uh, the Texas Whiskey Fest, and you can find them online at TXWhiskeyFest.com. Uh, and there's details about how to get tickets to the event, which is on the 19th? April 19th. April Good 19th? Friday. Make Good Friday, Friday great. at uh, uh, in, in Bee Cave, which is Bee Cave is a, in the uh, greater
2: Austin area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Well, and for those that are looking to travel. There's a Sonesta Hotel in B Cave, which is like two miles from it. Nice. We have a partnership with them that'll save you fifteen percent on your hotel room between now and the end of twenty nineteen. So anytime you want to stay there, you can use it.
0: And so we can find all this at, at the website. Well, when yeah. you get
2: your ticket, then you get a link to the booking. Oh, perfect. Um, but then we're they will transportation will be available to and from the hotel. Oh, so, nice. so you can That's you can really come well in from Houston, yeah. stay at the hotel, take the van yeah. over there, park get park at the hotel, up. not get back in the car till you're headed home. Exactly. Next day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and like I said, food's included with your ticket, so you're going to get plenty of food, and then music and all the fun awesome. stuff.
0: And they're going to have Tabo caro, which it, We will have Tabo that, caro. that is reason alone, I think. By the right. way,
1: I think I've just named our next event the Whiskey Hug. Oh, I like it. I'm liking we, it. We can do that. I'm liking it, the Whiskey Hug. <laughs> the we, whiskey have the, we have the Whiskey
0: Sniff, which, by the way, do you want me to give you? I mean, this, this date's in pencil, but I'll give it to you now. I love that the 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 return of the whiskey sniff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, put this date on your calendar, and we'll update we you. That? It's the if it, return if it changes. of the sniff. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it uh, most likely will be uh, Wednesday, October twenty third
1: that sounds and awesome. what is
2: the whiskey Sniff?
0: October I, feel, oh, I, feel, I feel I feel like an idiot yeah. for not knowing and but. you're going to have to explain what the whiskey sniff so is. so the
1: whiskey sniff is is how I choose which whiskey to go with my cigar ah. I've been doing this for a while so the 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 process is pretty simple mm-hmm. um, it's almost so simple that I I'm surprised that that more people haven't thought of it mm-hmm. or thought of it in this way but uh, the process is so simple that uh, all I do is I uh, light a cigar and I get about a half inch into it, get the flavor on my palate and everything. And then I literally go in and look at my whiskey collection. I pop the top and start smelling it. And the one that smells right is the one that's going to go with that cigar. It works every time. And if it doesn't work perfectly, well, he can try again. And and so he's telling me this <laughs> story. He, no downside to he's this. He's telling no, me this story not.
0: and he's telling me that he calls this the whiskey sniff. And I, immediately I said, that's an event. We have to do <laughs> an event where people get to do that. And so that's exactly what we did last October upstairs at B&B. We had uh, whiskeys from all over the place, plus a few uh, rums and, and uh, tequilas and other things were thrown in just, just for good measure. And uh, so everybody, when they came in, you know, with their ticket, they got... A bag which had some cigars in it mm-hmm. And they uh, picked the one they wanted Lit it up and then they were able to walk around Sniff the whiskeys And get samples of of, uh, of whatever they wanted Now um, In this year's Whiskey Sniff Ian had come up with a great suggestion Which is we're going to have the little Glen Cairns out mm-hmm. in front of all Of the whiskeys So the they'll be poured right. already All the different expressions right? They'll be poured already so that it'll make it easier To do the sniff Because I understand why People don't want your schnoz all over their bottle of whiskey. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're talking about a 30 year old, you know, uh, specialty whiskey, <laughs> and, and some guy's <laughs> over there with his nose on it. So, you know, I was uh. super
1: amazed too at how well the uh, vendors <coughs> really took to this. How well all the uh, different whiskey uh, reps took to this. They thought it was a fun idea. We yep. got like all the ones that were there loved it. Said they had a great time, want to be back We've had a few other people uh, in the meantime that we've told about this That are like, I'm totally in, so this is going to be great And
0: there'll be more There'll be more this year There'll be more whiskeys this year And and more cigars in your bag, I can promise you that That's right, and while we're
1: talking about it So the the Whiskey Hug, and now in the back of my mind I I don't know what the event's going to be yet Mm -hmm. But I do have the catchphrase The Whiskey Hug Okay, I'm ready It gets weird That's perfect.
0: That's perfect. By the way, I will tell you about another uh, nothing's bound to go wrong. Another fun little event, and we're still this one's still in the planning stages. But if everything comes together, we'll be telling you uh, about this event uh, within the next uh, the next few shows. The event is going to be called Yo Ho Ho. Yo Ho Ho, as in Yo Ho Ho and a bottle of rum. Nice And it's going to be a rum, steak, and cigar dinner Oh, sounds nice yeah. I'm in Yeah Man, there's, there's nothing not to like there you know? <laughs> Unless you're vegetarian In which case, I bet we can whip up a good plate of vegetables That'll go with uh, your rum and cigar mm-hmm. So um, uh, I'm, I'm sure, in fact, that we can Alright, i tell you what We're going to take a uh, quick break When we come back What the hell is wrong with Corpus Christi, Texas I'll tell you about that Plus, we are going to uh, taste not only uh, another uh, whiskey, I believe, uh, or well, we have another whiskey coming. We're also going to taste this uh, this IPA Stone, who have been about as consistent as any IPA-driven brewery can be, uh, have released a, a new one called Grapefruit Smash. So they're getting into the
1: grapefruit I'm game for the first totally time. Totally As you yeah. know, I'm a fan of. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I'm a big fan of. You're Stone a big fan of Stone because I know they this. do it right.
0: They do it right. So we'll see how they do in the grapefruit world. Uh, so Grapefruit War is coming up next on Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being with us for 131. Oh, man. Can you stop us? Oh, see, you're so repetitive. You're so repetitious. Welcome back! It's smoking and toasting. It is the um, the somewhat repetitive but uh, legendary show that no one has stopped yet. Uh, at uh, show number one hundred and thirty-one, welcome to it. Uh, Jake Clemens is our guest. He is with the Texas Whiskey Howdy. Fest, and uh, that is going to be happening on April nineteenth uh, in B Cave, Texas, near Austin. And we encourage you to go to TX Whiskey Fest. To uh, to check it out We're brought to you by b b Butchers and Restaurant The fine folks who do such a great job Of making steak and bacon And tending the bar I was I, I told you I went by and saw Jeremiah uh, mm-hmm. This week at their uh, Washington Ave location In Houston, 1814 Washington Ave They're also in the shops at Clear Fork In uh, Fort Worth I went by and I was waiting for Jeremiah to come out And I was just sitting there It was one of those things I'm sure you've experienced this Where you're just Kind of sitting there, looking longingly at the bottles behind the bar. Oh yeah. Ooh, ooh. What, what, what might I want? And then Jeremiah comes out, and then we just had a meeting. It was, it was. Kind of disappointing to be (laughs) told. Have you ever
1: walked into the butcher shop there?
0: Oh man, it's awesome! Like I want everything, Mm -hmm. and you want to take it all home and cook it, but then you realize—if you're me—you realize it won't be nearly as good as if I let them cook it. You know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can do a pretty good job on a nice dry Mm. steak. I can't make sauce though. I can't make the good sauce like
0: yeah. Well, that that requires—it's a a different skill. Being a uh, a sauce, what what is the sauce guy called? The um, uh, the sous chef, right? Yeah, that's the sauce guy. So, anyway, um, so um, there was a great comment from Chris Hart uh, on our uh, comments earlier. Chris Hart, who no one cares about. And he says, no one cares about me. That's it. I'm starting a new podcast about how no one cares about you guys, like smoking and toasting, except it's called vaping and cheersing. Uh, And you know what? That leads us right into this story. Lay it on me. Vaping and cheersing. Corpus Christi, Texas, has lost their freaking mind. They have now banned cigar lounges from operating between two a.m. and seven a.m.
1: Cigar do, lounges. Do cigar lounges operate? Between Absolutely, 2 they do. In fact, 7 at,
0: at oh, you know, the private Stogie's clubs. Yeah. talking about the private clubs. Yeah, because and this is so we. This show originates from Houston, Texas. Yeah, Houston is one of those cities where you have a lot of people that work. Third shift There may be uh, uh, oil industry There there could be a lot of different reasons Why people work uh, third shift And so the guys that run the cigar lounges Have told us many different cigar lounges And on more than one occasion, Mm -hmm. have they told us the story that they actually get an influx to the cigar lounge around 3, 4, 5 in the morning Uh, Yeah, when people are getting off their uh, overnight or or third shift and, you know, they're just coming home and having a cigar. Because those of you uh, that work during
1: the day, nobody goes straight home from work and goes to bed. Right, that's exactly right. You don't. You don't. and Neither do people that get off at 2 a.m. So
0: they're either going to go home and, like, sit in front of the TV when there's truly nothing on at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., or, you know, maybe they're going to go and uh, and enjoy a cigar. Maybe, you know, read a, uh, a magazine or, or just, just do something to chill out. Now, how do they justify this? Uh, well, it gets back to vaping and cheersing. Apparently, there was an incident last summer at a hookah lounge at some ungodly hour of the morning. And because of this incident... Stores now found to be in violation of this rule uh, of not shutting down between 2 a.m. and 7 a.m. because they expanded it to cigar lounges. Because of course that's the same. Why?
1: thing. Well, most cigar lounges they don't, don't let you don't
0: vape. And understand? I know, I know. But they're thinking, well, any place people are going to smoke tobacco at the wee hours of the morning uh, will be a problem. Not realizing that it's just like all this legislation. Like there's a lot of young people, kids, doing uh, vaping, going to hookah lounges, doing uh, doing that type of stuff. That does appeal to a younger audience. Show me a cigar lounge at 4 a.m. that has anyone in it under 35. Yeah, right. And I'll be completely shocked, completely shocked. It's not happening. Not it's happening. Unbelievable. So uh, again, that's why the city of Corpus Christi has gone absolutely crazy because they've just lumped everybody in. And you think about these people that that's part of their that's part of their routine. That's part of how they unwind. Uh, it'd be the it'd be the equivalent to saying to you, Ian, if you're working during the day, you can't stop by a cigar lounge at 6:30 in the evening on your way home and enjoy a cigar.
1: Because you got to just go home and go. to Kids bed. would be in the cigar lounge right. vaping. Uh, it's that's ridiculous. Absolutely nuts. Corpus. Yeah, in Most cigar lounges uh don't allow <coughs> you to smoke cigarettes or vape. Yeah.
2: And, I've never they, seen and smoke a lot of them one.
1: will frown if you're smoking like really highly uh the flavored tobacco. That's not cigars. what the,
0: that's not what the law it's is crazy. about. The law is just them going, okay, nobody can go to a place where they can smoke at two in the morning. Or that's three absolutely morning. nuts. That's what it is. It's just mm-hmm. again, it's the It's the craziness of bureaucracy and government gone mad. Not looking at what the real issue is, and just trying to pass laws to shut things down. Unbelievable. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, And Corpus Christi is a, I mean, it's a good, it's a good size, you know, medium sized city. It's It's a blue collar town, yeah. And And it's a very have a lot of third shift
1: workers.
2: Absolutely,
0: they are. People work in the docks. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. All kinds of stuff going on. So, anyway, I was bummed. I was bummed to see that. I just thought it was unnecessary.
1: That's ridiculous. I mean, Absolutely ridiculous.
0: And and somehow makes me not want to travel there, even though chances are I probably wouldn't be going to the cigar lounge at three a.m. But still, you never know. Oh, that had a that on had the brighter a brighter side. That had a stone-like uh, sound quality to it. Actually, didn't it? Uh, So I will tell you, as Ian is pouring this, uh, I'll tell you two things. The first is that Stone IPA is some of the first, like, really serious IPA that I think I probably ever uh, had an opportunity to taste. Uh, These guys have made... Doubles and they've made you know IPA with names like Ruination, and uh, I mean they've made seriously hoppy. Here's seriously hoppy. Here's grapes. a
1: funny thing about this stone right here. This is a grapefruit slam mm-hmm. IPA. I smell that, but I smell also the smell period. the hops, and right. I haven't even put yeah. it to my nose yet. Now I will, mean I also smell the malt, and I haven't right. even put it to my nose. Now I yet. will say a lot
0: of the grapefruit uh, tinged IPAs that I have tried. Are not nearly as hoppy Or if they are, it's a very citra uh, Sort of a vibe that keeps it From having some of the stronger Hop aromas that I'm getting off Also, of the if you
1: look at this can They make pink look really tough <laughs> Look at that, in a way that That's probably, the meanest pink ever In
0: a way that probably only stone could do That's right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, the gargoyles, I, I, I think I hope I don't say this wrong, and if I do uh, I'm sure Brian will, uh, will be able to correct me But um, Stone uses the gargoyle Gargoyles were said to ward off evil spirits back in the day. That's why there were so many of them placed on buildings and stuff. And Stone uses them to guard off uh, evil, uh, like things that would go into beer, like uh, you know, uh, well, they preservatives do a, they and, do and a good job like because yeah.
1: they ward off crappy hoppy beer flavor. Yeah, this is yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, now this is very interesting. I find this very different. Maybe not quite as crushable as probably my favorite. Grapefruit uh, IPA would be the Art Car from uh, Saint Arnold,
1: and it I think is a bit more oh, sessionable. I could, drink, I could drink much of this. The, Unfortunately, it's at eight percent, so mm-hmm. it would have it would have effects on my personality. Well, yeah, think and at some point, and I, it'd be a short lived. Uh, well, shame. this is a
0: double, right? So yeah. I think uh, Art Car, for example, I think is a much lower IPA, uh, this a much is so lower good. Uh, ABV. I'm this sorry.
1: Is so if you have any idea, if you if you think okay. Ian's a little duplicitous on the hoppy beers. Okay, I want you to understand that some beers are just hoppy for ridiculous hoppy, sakes, uh, hoppy sake. And I just don't like that kind of pinecone-resiny hoppiness. Mm-hmm. This beer right here is as hoppy as you can possibly get just about, and it's amazing. Well, And it's balanced, and it's got like the malt flavors, and it's got all that dankness in the middle that just mellows the whole thing out. The
0: interesting thing about you, Ian, when it comes to IPAs, is that despite the fact that you're you know you will always say you're not necessarily an IPA guy and you don't like the you know just the the crazy hoppiness your i think two favorite breweries that make IPA are Stone and Dogfish Head and they are they make some of the hoppiest
2: IPAs that are out there but they're balanced but they're balanced but that's they're right but they're balanced
1: that's mm-hmm. the difference is are
2: i'm not an IPA fan but if it this one doesn't leave a long lasting bitterness in you know, no, the not taste. At all. And it's Well, that's because it's
1: balanced You get that malty sweetness that mellows out that pine cone uh, uh, Resinous uh, hop flavor at the end And it's okay to be like, you can smell this across the room Yes But at the same time, when you drink it, it goes across the palate And it has complexity and balance And when it's done, it's done It doesn't just leave you feeling like you just chewed up a pine cone And can't get it out of your teeth
0: Now, I'm going to say this: this The grapefruit in this is very different from the grapefruit in um, the Artcar IPA and some of the other grapefruits.
1: That's because that the at. grapefruit in this is right up front on the palate, well, and not in the back It's also more of a
0: almost a grapefruit peel yeah. aroma and, and flavor Whereas in Artcar, I would say the grapefruit is more like that You ever eat a really sweet grapefruit that that's so... It's so sweet and pulpy that it almost isn't sour, but it still is right, a little bit. Right. That is more the flavor of the Arcar to me, uh, and even the Big and Bright from Carbach. Although I am disappointed that it's less grapefruity than it used to be before, uh, anheuser Bush bought Carbach
1: because they you know them... they they immediately stopped making sympathy for the laundry. yes
0: I know I'm and so they told them that. and they made them cut back in the amount of grapefruit that goes in the Big and Bright. Unbelievable. Big and Bright was great beer, still is a great beer. But I don't think it's as good as it used to be. Um, but, uh, but Art Car is, you know, I, I think Art Car, it would be interesting. We need to have the St. Arnold guys on and ask them this question. But I believe Art Car is now their best-selling IPA. I think it sells better than um, um, than their original uh, IPA, okay. the uh,
1: the one named after the Tall Ships. What is it? Uh, the Alyssa. Alyssa, thank you. So here's a funny thing about Art Car. Art Car is drinkable. I really like this. Mm. Like this, to me... Is uh, an outstanding. It's it's what Stone does, and I, mm-hmm. I I'm a Stone fanboy at this point in time. Like they can't do wrong; they just do great everything, and they're extreme <laughs> about everything, which I kind of like too. And so is Dogfish Head. Like yeah, the the ninety minute. I think the Dogfish ninety minute IPA is one of the best examples of the style in existence. It's amazing. Well, this is a really. I
0: won't go so far as to call it refreshing. But it's an amazing flavor. Experience. Well,
1: let me tell you this: if I find this, I'm buying this. Okay, well, you and I it. will talk to to the people out there listening to this. Here's what happens: the initial sip of this mm-hmm. is barley and grapefruit uh, zest right there on the front of the tongue. It's a bitter grapefruit right there on the front of the tongue, but with the barley sweetness right behind it. Mm-hmm. The middle of this flavor is a big barley bomb. And then it finishes with this great hop snap, and then goes away with a sweetness. It doesn't leave your mm-hmm, mouth bitter. Mm-hmm. This is
0: outstanding. Um, I think it's important now to point out, as as we often have on this program, because we're repetitive and we like to point things out more than once. I'm repetitive. Yes, you are.
1: I'm repetitive. Yes, you are. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, but I think it's important to point out that, as as we like to say, uh, smoking a directly influences sales. Yeah, and I'll buy this be, as soon as I see it. It'll be influencing sales because Ian will be buying some uh, Stone uh, Grapefruit Smash.
1: And what's funny is I may not have actually gone out and bought this if I saw it on my own, but this, like now that I've tried it,
0: see, I'm going to have it. And and that's, again, you and I come from different places when it comes to beer, but the second I saw it, I didn't even hesitate. Boom, it went into the basket. Yeah. <laughs> I was at specs and I was like, oh,
1: stone, grapefruit, boom, yeah, done. Well, I see, and I don't know why. I think my, my idea is I just hesitate on IPAs in general. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, though, if it's made from stone.
0: Right, you know, I just well shouldn't. and Stone, you know, they've been so consistent for you. Those guys in Dogfish. It's now. like
1: for me, anything made by founders, I'm going to try. Right, I'll immediately, mm-hmm. like that. Well, and, so good.
0: and there's a number of different breweries like that. Now, I think Bells. That, I think that one of the uh, breweries, and I admittedly don't know as much about the breweries in the Pacific Northwest, but I think one of the breweries there that has that reputation is Rooftop Brew Company. And they make a Belgian quad ale, which we will be trying uh, in the next segment. Plus, I believe we have another uh, whiskey we uh, that we're going to try. Jake, uh, what is what is that going to be in the uh, final segment?
2: We are going to finish off with Balcony's Texas Rye One Hundred. Oh, Texas Rye so, One Hundred. Yeah. So it's a hundred proof. So it's a much
0: uh, it's a higher proof
2: it's a version proof of the Texas proof rye. and it's a hundred percent rye
0: whiskey. Mm, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, interesting you say that for last. I, I tell you what, you're going to have to. Uh, And see, I've already forgotten how to pronounce uh, the Tawakero. Tawakero, thank you. Why is that so hard? (laughs) Because it's Uh, spelled really funny.
2: uh, But you're going to have to go some to top that for me because that was delicious. We'll talk about this one, but this one, it took me a little bit to get past the 100 proof. But once I Mm -hmm. did, it quickly became one of my favorite ryes and one of my favorite whiskeys in general. Well, I
0: do love Balcones, and I will just mention that uh, we are going to have Jared set from balcones on the show on the eleventh. So, nice, uh, awesome. Of next you month. know, and I'm, yeah. I can't
1: wait uh, because I'm out. I had their uh, baby blue on yes, myself. Yes, which is for a, a very, while. Is very oh, yeah. like corn,
0: corn for, right? I like right. their,
2: uh, I like their true blue one hundred, uh-huh. uh, which is yep. hundred proof uh, corn whiskey. Then yeah, they have a so true that. blue bourbon, which is also fantastic. But this is the rye at hundred. This is their hundred proof rye whiskey, um, and it's got some. Anyways, I, we'll save it for you to taste it, and then I want to yep. see if you pick out some things, because, like I said, what got me over the hump was after tasting it and kind of really getting past that 100 proof. All right. Well, we will get back to that uh, coming up in the next uh, segment,
0: and um, and we'll do a, little, uh, do a little quad ale, a little Belgian quad. I'm excited well. about that. I'm looking forward to uh, that. Uh, it's Smoking and Toasting. Thank you for checking us out. Um,
2: Jared, I, Jared's awesome. I love talking to Jared. Uh
0: The amazing band The Suffers uh, this, so is, this is this is Smoking and Toasting We are on show number 131 We're all about craft beer, fine spirits And hand rolled cigars Our sponsors, uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant At 1814 Washington Ave In Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork In Fort Worth Great food, great bar, very well curated That Jeremiah dude knows what he's doing It's, uh, it's definitely uh, Worth spending some time at In fact, I'm I'm hungry for a steak even now uh, Welcome to the show And uh, welcome to our guest, Jake Clemens, With the uh, Texas Whiskey Fest Now, How- we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk something here for a moment, Jake That's distinctly un-Texas whiskey But I think you might find this uh, still whiskey Might find this interesting Bartenders are going on record As to what their personal favorite Peated whiskey is To sip this spring as we make our way towards springtime uh, And I thought some of these were from interesting bartenders And thought it might be fun to share them Jack Keane, the general manager at Sundry & Vice In Cincinnati uh, Recommends the Lagavulin, 16 year Now Ian, you know there a, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know a lot more about, about The peated whiskeys than I do So I'll expect you to, uh, uh, to chime in uh, Mike Raymond Reserve 101 right here in Houston mm-hmm. uh, Is all about the Balmore 15 year uh, are you uh, are you familiar with the Balmore, Ian or is is that one you? I, I am, I am.
1: I don't know that I've had the fifteen year, but Balmore, is, is it's been a name you know mm-hmm. forever. They make great whiskey. If you like PD stuff, like the bottom line with PD whiskey is, uh, I don't know a lot of people that think it's okay. Like most you either people, love it or you right. don't. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's more of a love hate thing. Some people describe it as it tastes like uh, uh, an old sock or a band aid. Mm-hmm. To me. Well,
2: I don't know. Maybe it still tastes good to me. I like it. It's, it's a pretty uh,
0: delicious old soccer mandate. Well, that's right. the thing
2: is, if you can get past some of that peat, a lot of these like Lafroy and all that, they have a lot of really deep and intense flavors. Right. You just got to get past that. You, you peat. just got to
0: be okay with the peat.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, it's like you just have to. You have to get used to that style of whiskey. And it's certainly not Fisher Price. My first whiskey, like, no, that's generally people don't pick that up and go.
0: Wouldn't it be <laughs> funny if there was such a product? Like, uh, what'd you get, honey? Oh, I got the Fisher-Price, my first whiskey I thought we'd give it a try tonight
1: okay. I got a bottle of whiskey for idiots <laughs> Adam Weisblatt, the CEO
0: of Last Word Hospitality in Los Angeles uh, Recommends the McCarthy's Peated Oregon single malt I have not had this Don't yet. know anything it. about that That uh, sounds very interesting We may have to start looking for it uh, August O'Mahony, the bar director of Baltaire in Los Angeles Goes with the Talisker 10-year. Um, uh, I love the Talisker. And yeah. Spencer Elliott, the head bartender at the Boogie Room in New York City, which I mentioned only because I wanted to say the Boogie Room. Uh, he He's recommending the Ardbeg 10. So Another classic. Uh, yeah, I'm so. glad you're talking about this because this, this bottle well, that you <laughs> hand <at> me is <laughs> kicking He's my really struggling. Ass. <laughs> you're, uh, now, you're trying to open the Belgian Quad, and that um, that is the... Uh, the wax uh coating on the top of it. Like and it's something. It I'm, really, it really I'm is still working trouble. on it. Hold <laughs> on. I'm still working on it here. It's That's uh, hilarious.
1: It's kicking my butt. It had the nice handy little tab that you pull and I yeah, like to and think,
0: sometimes those don't work too well. I like either. to
1: think I have strong hands, but it made me feel a little uh well, I'm wondering
0: indirectly. I'm wondering if maybe a bottle opener would get the rest of that <laughs> off. Like if you just went ahead and popped it cap Well he pulled cap. out a knife. Yeah, well Ian's Ian's never Never far away from a good sharp knife.
1: There's that. Well, yeah. and, and it's questionable as far as how sharp it is because I've been lazy. However, <laughs> it is a good knife.
0: All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, now he's uh, going for the kill. He's going to do the big open. Now, this is Rooftop Brew Company from Seattle, Washington. This is their Belgian Quad Ale. My understanding is this is something that when they release it, there are lines
1: around the uh, uh, around. And you the happen to get a bottle. Now, as he's reaching for glasses, this smells... Like amazing! Yeah, has it got that Belgian so monk vibe to it? Fruity. Even though it was made in Seattle, Oregon, uh, Seattle, uh, uh, Washington. Yes, it's so fruity and ridiculous, and I think it's actually chanting Gregorian right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be
0: surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right, so it's... we'll we'll kind mm-hmm. of uh, take this at its word, I guess that it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that it's a Belgian style. Well, they have to say. I mean, obviously, if it's not made in Belgium, it can't be a Belgian ale. That's right. Therefore it has to be a Belgian, Belgian style ale. Which makes sense. I uh I can understand that. And I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit of uh Well, I think it actually has research. to be
1: made by monks uh, Does to be it? a Belgian to be a, ale. Can't be a real Belgian be Belgium Belgium. ale. I think it has can't it just, just
0: be some guy in Belgium be made by monks in Belgium. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I don't think you get to just, you know, just live in Belgium in Maybe Belgium. they have
0: to be Belgian monks. Maybe that's the thing.
1: I think that that was probably yeah. the uh Impetus for that, yes.
0: Wow, I'm thinking you're going to like this, Ian. Yeah, I really am. This is this has got it. Good. Oh man,
1: mm. that mm. is so good. So that um, is so fruity. Like that's so like the 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 brighter side of the fruity spectrum. I was going to say it too. is
0: brighter, and and it it uh, unlike some of the you know barley wines and things that we've had on the oh. show that are really thick and almost syrupy. This is more of a. Um, a Lightly carbonated, uh, a little bit easier drinking than some of those. Well, but the mouthfeel fr- on flavors this is a, lot, are so intense. a lot lighter. The
1: carbonation yes. on this is perfect, by yes. the way. Uh, but yeah. the
0: flavors are super intense for how light the mouthfeel is. Super
1: intense, like that. That uh, that peach, like right there at the peel kind of flavors, mm-hmm. and, and um, just all that fruitiness is pretty amazing. What do they say? They say. Uh, our quad you get is, that
2: malt and sweetness up there in the front, too. Yeah,
1: it's so good. Our quad is tasty, smooth, and brings a spirit after aging in uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels offered exclusively mm. through Rooftop. Woodford Reserve, how about that? And Tavor.com. Check out Tavor.com, by the mm-hmm, way. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It takes all your money. Um, if you are lucky enough to score a bottle... Feel free to cellar seller it for a special occasion or drink it right away. Either way, you won't be disappointed. I agree. This is, this is outstanding. This is so fruity. Like the fruit, this is one of the most. Without being a fruit beer, this is one of the most fruit forward mm. beers I think I I've can, ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not fruity like when you buy a, a grapefruit. It's not or like a, a fruit a, infused or right, a fruit. Yeah, this, yeah is right. not, this is just the fruity flavors of the beer. Wow,
0: uh, I'm I'm pretty impressed. You know, the guys in Seattle. All those Pacific Northwest guys, Oregon, all those those guys really do know how to brew some a very interesting be- beer. On the
1: retro hail, the malt and chocolatiness yeah. that mm-hmm. happens is so good. So it leaves this fruitiness in the back of the palate and then the retro hail has this malty yeah. chocolatiness that's just like you mm. know when you when you have one of those malts and you have the powder and you bite into the little powder thing? Yes. Yeah, that's a good beer. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Very interesting. I'm, I'm so
1: um, so I like to say on this beer, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, what was that again? Do-do-do-do-do. I'm loving it. You're loving it. Yeah, yeah. I just McDonald's do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a comedian that has a
0: whole uh, a whole uh, like routine about that. Oh, I haven't like, heard that. He says, like, if you get a date and you really, like, want to get out of it, that, that that's what you should say. You should sit down, you know, at some point during the – the, the meal or whatever if like if if you want to like make sure you spoil it but don't want to be like mean or whatever you, you just go wow this date is McDonald's <laughs> and when they look at you like what? You go, I'm loving it.
1: Guaranteed there won't be a second date.
0: Guaranteed. There won't be a second day. Um, Does I, that
1: mean we're not doing the show anymore? Yeah, Is that's what exactly what it means uh, <laughs> <I>, did, <laughs> did I just do that to this show?
0: I was I was looking actually at um, at, at the website <laughs> for uh, for Rooftop uh, Bruco, but I, I don't see really a lot of um, a lot of info on the beers. If I look at what they have on tap currently in their tap room, uh, they do have a Belgian triple, uh, but I don't see the Belgian quad. So. This is well, I think says, maybe a, uh, a real specialty offered product. Offered
1: exclusively uh, through RooftopandTabour mm. So, Tab-or well, I got to tell you, all your
0: money. this is a delicious. And yes, they do <laughs> taking way too much <laughs> of my money. I can all tell you that. that money. Uh, but boy, so when that box character. arrives,
1: it's like Christmas. Uh, really. if you haven't checked that, uh, like, yeah, it's it's. Really I have good. paid them way too much money, and mm-hmm. now I'm going to talk about them. I, I should mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. getting some kind of kickback, but mm-hmm. man. <laughs>
0: they should totally be a sponsor of this show. And I'm
1: show. not even gonna tell you what it is out there. Yeah. I, I want you to just go They should just... totally though be a sponsor of the show, That's they? right. Just download the to, app. We need to contact go.
0: them immediately. That's right. Because we've already given them free advertising. <laughs> um, so um this is uh, this is fascinating and interesting. And now we move into the fascinating and interesting well,
2: world of whiskey. I think this would the perfect beer to transition into this is mm-hmm cuz what the so it's 100% rye. 80% of it is rye in Texas and then the other 20% are specialty rye including a part of that being a chocolate malted rye. Okay. Holy cow. And so, chocolate in it. Oh there. yeah, so if you can get get past that 100 that 100 proof burn and then you get chocolate and espresso. Like you and smell even oh, yeah. just on the nose you oh, can smell the cow. chocolate. Oh yeah. And so you're talking wow. about that chocolate in that mm. in that beer. Mm mm mm.
0: mm. Okay, All right, so this is
1: a huge beer. Like like the the heat on this is right up front. You in, the whiskey. On the whiskey, yes. yes. Uh, sorry, yeah, huge whiskey. The heat on this is right up front. So when you taste it, if you're not used to having a big um, a big high proof uh, whiskey. High proof whiskey. It's going to immediately be like too much. But Absolutely, that is the. D- if you work your palate into this and get past that burn, that that whiskey that burn, first mm-hmm. initial burn oh, of flavors. it is such silky smooth. This is oh. like
2: honestly, that's that's the most chocolate I've ever tasted. This is like in that whiskey. silky. What it's you a call great chocolate mousse. I use cake? this as a uh-huh. dessert whiskey, like after dinner or something like that. Just pour this in there, and like a kind dessert of, drink. It's yeah. just yeah. It, because of that. chocolate. You almost don't, don't the- have
0: to go dessert drinks when you have. No. Something well, that's got this kind of. But you were talking about
2: um, cocktails, and so right. this it makes a great Manhattan. Mm. So it because of the sweetness from the vermouth um, that you use, it's almost like chocolate covered cherries. Oh wow! It is just it's rich and delicate and delightful. I'm good for about one of them, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's a little much. Just give me the whiskey, but. Um, it makes a great Manhattan because I w- of that.
1: I will tell you right away, the only whiskey I know of that's chocolateier than this mm-hmm. is coming from um coming from um Humble from uh I'm blanking right now. I love their whiskey. It's the uh not old Umble distilling. No, 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 no. The the uh Jason Justin is the guy's name. Justin oh, my Whitmeier, yes. thank you um, sorry um, I was blanking totally yeah like Whit has some of that chocolate like this is but
0: this is more chocolatey like that. than that in my opinion
2: well I mean it, it's really chocolatey and like I said I didn't pick up on that at first but once I did it just you're right once you get past that it's there's a lot of flavor in it and it drinks really um smooth and approachable from that standpoint um, but like I said now this has one hell of a whiskey hug at the end of it too <laughs> mm-hmm at 100 whiskey proof hug. enough of this it will get awkward. <laughs> this is going to get awkward. It's going to yeah. get awkward. <laughs> uh, but like you know like everything that Balcones does it's a fantastic whiskey. It's high proof and um, you know it's you were talking about Stone IPA. I see a bottle of Balcones and I pretty much know I'm going to get something good. Right. Mm-hmm. They just know. they just do great stuff.
0: No they really do. Agreed. And it's been it's been consistent in every Every single product of theirs, I think that we've tried, absolutely, been consistently uh, wonderful. So April nineteenth is the date for the Texas Whiskey Festival. Uh, <clears throat> it's at the Star Hill Ranch, just outside of Bee Cave, uh, Texas. As you mentioned, that was a place where they shot the TV show yep. um, AMC's TV show, The Sun. The Sun, okay. AMC's cool, yeah. Breaking Bad, uh, Walking Dead. You know, they do, yeah. they do they some, do good some stuff. great. They do some big stuff. Yep. Um,
2: and so, tell me about. Uh, do
0: you still have VIP tickets for this thing? We do.
2: There's, um, we're seventy five percent sold out on VIP, so there are mm-hmm. a few left. So, what do you get if you're a VIP? What's special about that package? So, you get in an hour early, so which means you get in at six thirty versus seven thirty, mm-hmm. uh, and you get a free cigar from Villager Cigars, mm-hmm. and you also have your own basically, basic private. You have a building um, mm-hmm. that's dedicated to the VIPs. It has its own tasting bar cash bar and food setup
0: (laughs) i like it already so
2: you can go in there sit down eat some food Mm -hmm. not wait in the line do all that but you also get to be there an hour early and walk around Uh, and we're doing a very limited number of um vip tickets and so you're not going to have a large crowd with 22 distillers there you're going to be able to walk around and try a lot of what you want to within an hour uh pretty easily and then general admission doors open at seven thirty.
0: So let me ask you a, uh, a whiskey, because this this is a great event, and we really want to encourage people to support it. I love that it's supporting Texas whiskeys. I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. And uh, and you know, Bee Cave is just an awesome area. It's a great place to. Uh, if you're from the Austin area, you know about it, obviously. But if you're if you're from somewhere else and you haven't spent any time there, it's it's just awesome. It's a beautiful area, and this is so worth going to. Uh, but I want to ask you a, a question just in general about approaching these kind of events. Because, uh, you know, next week we're going to have Chris Hart and Alan Denny on the show. Yeah. Who nobody cares nobody about. Cares about uh, they are going to be here and uh, talking about the Houston Whiskey, <laughs> Whiskey Social. Which is March which 30th. Is, which is uh, coming right up. Right. Uh, so when you go to these events, which is the better approach? You're in your uh, opinion, right? Do you. Make sure you sample just a tiny bit at every booth so you get a chance to try everything? Or do you zero in on the things that you think are the most interesting or exciting Mm -hmm. and have a little more of those? What what, what appeals to you personally?
2: Well, so whenever I've done some of these (laughs) things, I typically... I start with, let's go to the ones that I know I want to try or I haven't tried. So you start with the ones you haven't tried. And then I go for kind of, ooh, this looks interesting, this looks interesting. And now most of them, I mean, not every festival, but most of them do a measured pour. So you're only getting so much per sample. It doesn't mean you can't go back. Right, but you can go
0: back if it's a favorite, right.
2: right? Now, we will have a cash bar, though, as well. And so if you find something you like and you're like, oh, well... The, the tasting shut down and music's coming on well i want to go buy a glass of that so mm-hmm. you'll be able to do that as well but i typically start with um especially if i'm going to something like you know that has scotches and things like that that i don't try a lot of
0: mm-hmm.
2: um i will go to and find something i've heard about this but i haven't tried it mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be high end right and i'll go and i'll try it and then i'll go back and find all the ones that i know i love Just compare it with it. Okay, I remember what that tasted like. Let me go back and compare. Did I do I like it as much as that one? Did Did I change my everyday or what I would buy?
0: Does that resonate with you? Ian? do you want to sample more or do you want to enjoy? It's a similar approach. It's a similar
1: approach. So if I walk into a room like um, Texas whiskey social or something like that, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to like I do. So I do this. When I'm shopping, I do this whatever, I, I do a mental inventory. I will just walk around the room. Mm-hmm. I'll just walk up and down the aisles and just get a mental so inventory. So you search it out is. first. And then once I see that, I do like, <coughs> what, uh, like what he said, where I, um, I'll go find the ones that I've, I've been meaning to try that, I've been meaning to try that, or I know they have something new. I want to mm-hmm. try those flavors first. And then I go around and say hi to everybody I know. Which, which in the world fun. of whiskey is lots of people. Well, it's becoming that way. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Yeah. this has been yeah. great. No, and that's and then yeah, and so uh, then I go around and say hi to everyone I know because they've gotten over the initial rush and everything, and uh, and they're usually generous with good whiskey, by the way. So that's okay too. And then towards the end of it, uh, if there's anything I missed, I'll, I'll do my cleanup trip, so to speak.
2: Where right. I, right. I'd, I'd, I think that's a good approach. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's that mental. But I do that. You're talking about the mental inventory. I do that at a liquor store. I walk in there, and I whenever I'm looking Everywhere to buy I something. I'm like, okay, what does this store have If it's not one I'm used to Oh, okay, so I make sure I may see something I immediately want But I want to make sure that there's something else there That I haven't, you
0: know Let me me ask you about this If this affects you the same way as me When I'm in the liquor store And I'm, like, scanning the aisles And I'm usually, because of Look, doing this show, we've had The wonderful good fortune to sample A lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that maybe makes me different than the average consumer who's basically coming in maybe has only tried a handful of things. But when I go into the store and I'm looking in the aisle, it kind of drives me nuts when they want to help me. I really like and I know that sounds terrible because I, I know I know they they perform a really a really good service and most of them are very knowledgeable, but I kind of just want to like scan the aisle and then if I have a question, I think Close. Yeah. Well, no. I think just me though.
2: I think anybody that's that's in and around this in this industry, whether it's beer, you know, wine or whatever, kind of mm-hmm. probably has the same feeling. Is that you're like, but they don't know. They don't know. Who, they don't right. know yeah, that yeah. you whatever. And so, you got to take that. With Wait, what do whatever. you mean they don't know me? You're not. <laughs> a, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: Chris Hart's revenge. He just <laughs> he just exacted it. It was wonderful. It was Without wonderful. even speaking to me about that's it, he right, just did that. Right. So, uh,
2: <laughs> of, uh, uh, he can you know, he can thank me later. I, uh, I will
0: say this though: there are other times, like when I go into Specs on Smith Street uh, downtown. Uh-huh. If I'm over in the beer area, if I happen to see our our boy over there. Um, who is who has been on the show, and uh, I don't know why, but I just had a brain fart and I'm forgetting his name. Uh, but uh, um, if I happen to see their, their beer manager over there, he just starts putting stuff into my basket.
1: You gotta love that, and,
0: and I love that. He goes, "Oh, you need this, you need this," but it's one. See, that's more of like almost like that feels
2: curated. I, had, I but have I that think effect, in a way.
1: I have the effect that certain bars where By the time I walk up to the bar, there's a drink waiting for me.
2: Yeah, I, what does that say? But yeah. I think you found a point. I mean, you're talking Norm. about you go to this, you go to this. <laughs> if you find a liquor store that you can that you go to on a regular basis, and you have somebody that's knowledgeable about a subject, mm-hmm. whether it's whiskey, beer, or wine. And you, if they're there, every, and you go to that one consistently, they start to understand what you like and don't like. Mm-hmm. So by the time you walk in there, as soon as you walk in, you're like, "Hey, you got anything new?" Well, then it's a different, it's a different program versus them helping versus just randomly walking up to you and recommending something. Yeah. Because you're in there all the time and they know what you buy and they know what you like and they can be like, oh, we just got this in or Yeah, you may this. want to try this, sure, sure. It's like the same guy putting this in your basket. I mean, yeah. you know, he knows what you well, buy and what you like and just does it.
1: That's the difference between walking up to Joey at Specs and he knows Joey, you. Joey,
2: thank you. I appreciate it. I or walking it. into
1: a place and looking at the guy and going, don't you know who I am? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> so, but but I will but say. You no, know, I, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, I found most people, like, if I just say, no, I'm just looking. They usually just back off, you know. And most, I like going into some of the little smaller The guy in the tequila aisle
0: sometimes can be a little clingy.
1: Well, tequila
0: itself—they've got to be be a little clingy. They they have a hard job to sell in such a wonderful way. Oh, come on. Come on, tequila's a ever, wonderful I love tequila, but I'm just saying. You ever
1: see the Jim Brewer skit where he's talking about tequila always comes with friends? No, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I tequila never comes one alone, right? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a, yeah, a No.
0: No, And listen, I'm a tequila guy. I mean, I, I, I'm i newer to this well, than I am to Before I got tequila. into
2: whiskey, I drank nothing but beer and tequila on the uh, neat. No. Nice. So, I, you nice. know, it's a... I I love tequila. It's been a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and I've switched from uh, silver tequila to a reposado and an anejo because yes. I like the oak flavor versus yeah. the yeah. so right part right. Of that's the whiskey, up, but, yeah. Then. That's the whiskey. But, but, part but see, of this
0: yeah. is this is what I believe, and I believe this very firmly. Um, you don't have to choose. Mm-mm. You can bounce back and forth between your favorite. That's why I'm excited about this Yo-Ho that I mentioned earlier. I'm really excited for us to get into the world of rum. And we've had a number of wonderful rums on the show. But I'm really excited for us to get into the world of rum and kind of break it down, the different expressions, to be able to do something. We haven't done a study on that, really. Right. To be able to do something where we compare the five-year and the eight-year and the 17-year, like whatever whatever those expressions are. Um, Ian, you may remember... When we were in Honduras, when we were guests oh, at the yeah. Aladino factory, I remember some of yeah. it. Yes, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I remember is they had they had all the Flor de Cana rums, all of them, yeah, which were wonderful. And I remember that one guy that was totally bogarting the twenty three year, mm-hmm. and then he was using it to make like rum and cokes. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, not that it doesn't make wonderful rum and cokes, but you pour some of that eight year over there, like, like don't don't use. The really great sipping no, stuff. No, see, I don't.
1: I don't care if he's mixing it. Like, frankly, right, right. it's it, you pour you pour your rum, you do what you want with it, right? Yeah. But he what I ahead. cared about is that he stuck it in the freezer and I couldn't find it. Yes, that's that was <laughs> like because I walked up there I was as like, if oh, you
0: were the only one enjoying the twenty three. I'm going year. the
1: next one down.
0: But I will tell you though, <laughs> because he disappeared with the twenty three year, I spent a lot of time with the eight year and it was it was nothing wrong wonderful. with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Wonderful. That's when you know
2: you have a good rum. That the eight years, good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was yeah. outstanding.
0: Um. So, uh, so Texas uh, Whiskey Fest. Uh, we really want to encourage you to check this out. Uh, again, it's at Star Hill Ranch outside of Bee Cave, Texas. TX Whiskey
2: Festival. It's the Fest? Texas. Well, it's the Texas Whiskey Festival, and the website is txwhiskeyfest.com txwhiskeyfest.com Dot com for yes. the for the website. Okay, but technically, Very good. it's the Whiskey Festival.
0: And, uh, but Noted. Yellow Rose, still Austin, Andalusia, Balconies, Treaty Oak, 1876, Old Umble, Garrison Brothers, tell me if I'm saying anything nope. wrong, uh, Iron Root, Lone Elm, uh, Tawakaro, Tawakaro, thank you, and Ranger Creek, uh, Iron Wolf all, Ranch and Distillery, yeah. Devil's
2: River, Real Spirits, yeah, Estonian awesome. Republic, Ben Milam, Nine Bandits, Spirit of Texas, Gulf Coast, Rebecca Creek. So I've and told I you think-
0: everything you need to know about why you need to be there right now.
2: That, that's just, that maybe awesome. more.
0: That's awesome. All right, so uh, Jake, we really want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, thanks for we want to having thank me. Thank you for the amazing uh, whiskey that you bought, Ian. What
1: was your favorite? Uh, out of today, this balconies is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're still here. a Tawakero? Tawakero, Yeah. The Taowakaro. Uh,
2: the ba- the balconies so is great. Don't get me was, wrong, I, well, but the balconies mm-hmm. is
1: my favorite out of the three. I, it's a
2: I really love good rye. the
1: dark chocolatey mm-hmm. ridiculousness of it, and and this. If if this wasn't here, this would have been my favorite. Uh, although this was good and interesting, oh, they were but, all good.
0: That was what was great. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's I mean that's the good thing is you have so many good things to choose from. You just buy you know try them all and then you know and go so, from there.
0: So here is what I really want to encourage all of these guys to do: all of these distilleries do everything you can to make your whiskey available as far and wide. As you can, because there is this new generation of people yeah. that are really getting into this, really loving tasting the whole thing. I mean, I would buy a bottle of this on the way home if, if I could. could. Well, if and, I could,
2: right? And here's the thing: is for everybody that's out there, you know, listening and all that. It, what helps them is asking, you know, your local liquor stores, your Specs, your Twins, all the places you shop and buy whiskey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ask them for these brands so that. Mm-hmm. It encourages these distributors to bring them in quickly. Listen,
1: I've walked into liquor stores and said, hey, do you have this? And the proprietor will look at me and say, well, I don't know what that is. And you tell them about it, and they'll say, well, let me see if I can get it. Right. And then the next time they see you walking in... You know, sometimes if they go, "Hey, like, I hey. got that. I got that whiskey or, you know? or that beer or whatever." And I've had yeah. it. I've had it to where uh, they'll, you know, I give them a card, and they'll just call me when they get it in. Hey, I have it now. You yeah, know, and that yeah. Kind of Thing. If you keep it, I'll be by. You know. Well,
0: and I, I would say this. Like, too that's how
1: accommodating some of these so people. So
0: much of what's amazing out there is being allocated, and you know, because of the amount that they can make, and it makes it really, really difficult to find. And so you read these reviews. Or you you hear a show and they talk about these things, and you can't get them because they're just they're they're so rare that they're really difficult to find. So when there's available stock of something that is amazing, mm-hmm. I just want to see them be able to spread it as far and wide Absolutely. as possible I, and allow people to try these things. Is that what this is all about? Yes. I don't really want to go is. in and just buy. Uh, I guess that'll do right. because well, I'm I'll not finding you, any of it, the interesting stuff I've heard about. You know. So
2: and. An, thing about what we do at the um, Texas Whiskey Festival is that everything that is that is being sampled is available at a liquor store. Right. It may not necessarily be in your liquor store yet. And I think that's you but, also
1: mentioned at the beginning of the show you didn't talk about this much but you also mentioned at the beginning of the show that everything at the Texas Whiskey Festival is grain to bottle Texas. No,
2: not everything is. The one what I brought here is. Oh, sorry. What so you there, brought here is. No so there what fault. I brought in here is. no, we do have we do have whiskeys that are bottled in Texas but sourced. Okay. Um mm-hmm. our big thing is transparency. If you're if you're going to be tra- if you're transparent about yeah, I source it from these two places or whatever By the way, and then do Some this. wonderful whiskeys yes, are absolutely. sourced from and other that, places. And that's yeah. and I there's nothing wrong with that. It's more about transparency mm-hmm. and so that The people buying it understand what they're buying. You are. And uh, not just playing off the word Texas, which is, you're talking about the association. That's one of the big frustrations that they have are people trying to play off. And utilize the brand that is Texas. We talked about its loyalty and what kind of that does, yeah. and so, so. you're making Wade Woodard happy right now. Is this <laughs> what well, uh, that, well, the association's making Wade happy. Okay. I, I am trying to make the people. I am trying to spread the gospel of whiskey. Is all I'm really yeah, trying yeah. to do. The gospel uh, of whiskey. I like well, it's it. kind of like another, a hug, just not, a lot less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Or awkward. It gets, it gets There's awkward. the t-shirt right weird. there. Weird. The gospel
0: weird. of whiskey. It's kind of like a hug, but a lot less creepy. There's the t-shirt I can make there. that
2: shirt. I can make that shirt happen. I, I like <laughs> it. I will get that shirt I made like and make it. it happen. I will buy
0: one. I will wear it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Thank you to Adam, our producer on the Wheels of Steel. And uh, thank you again, uh, Jake Clements, for being Thanks on Thanks for the having show. me. Go to the Texas Whiskey Festival. It will totally be worth your while. Have a wonderful week, my friends, and uh, cheers. Cheers. Yes.